0: What if we heard that there is a psalm that commemorates one of the most special spiritual events of the Old Testament, then contains some of the words of one of the most significant prayers of the Old Testament, then proceeds to messianic prophecies with God speaking in the first person? What if there is such a psalm? In addition what if it has never been presented since we regularly began presenting psalms in 2012? It was presented one time before then. Please turn to Psalm 132. Psalm 132. As you turn, for some time I have wondered if perhaps this might be a fitting psalm for us to consider around the time of our church anniversary. Wonderful. See what you think. F- please follow along as I read. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he sware unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob, Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber to mine eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord an habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Amen. Lo, we heard of it at Ephrata. We found it in the fields of the wood. We will go into his tabernacles. We will worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, into thy rest, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away the face of thine anointed. The Lord hath sworn in truth unto David, He will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimony that I shall teach them, their children shall also sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion. He hath desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. There will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Amen. Amen. This psalm has three apparent divisions. Verses 1 through 7 are David's vow to build the Lord a permanent house of worship. Verses 8 through 12 closely mirror portions of Solomon's prayer at the dedication of the finished temple. In verses 13 through 18, the Lord speaks in the first person of the church and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, remember David and all his afflictions, how he swear unto the Lord and vowed unto the mighty God of Jacob, surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber to mine eyelids until I find out a place for the Lord and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of it at Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of the wood. What keeps you awake at night? Usually, it's something that's not very important. A burning, consuming necessity to maximize the glory of God is what kept David awake. Why does David mention his afflictions? During the reign of Saul, David was living in a cave in the woods with the Philistines and other places. But now David is the king of the nation living in a palace but the ark is still in places like David hid in when he was on the run. David wanted to change that. Yes. Ephrata is Bethlehem, where David grew up. David grew up hearing about the worship of God and about the ark, which represented the presence of God. Yes. Before Israel had a king, they had foolishly taken the ark into battle against the Philistines, and it was captured. After it was returned, the ark sat for many years yes. yes, yes. in obscurity in Abinadab's house in Kirjath-Jerim. During the entire reign of Saul, we can only find him mention the ark one time. He was in a conflict with the Philistines and wanted an answer for what he should do. Saul tried to use the ark for solving his problem, while entirely, entirely neglecting the obedience, respect, and honor the Lord deserved. Yes. Instead of answering Saul, God honored Jonathan and his arbor bearer that same day with a great victory against overwhelming odds. Yes. David knew where the ark was, and when he was king, his first major act was to gather all Israel and bring it to a new tabernacle in Jerusalem. We found it in the fields of the wood. Some of you heard New Testament worship of the Lord was occurring in some obscure places. You found it in the fields of the wood. And then some went long distances to be near. Getting close to the worship of God shows that same zeal David had. Singing camp and those who teach a rudimentary skill needed for worship show that same desire David had for improving the worship of God. The next section is verses 8 through 12. These verses may have, written by, may have been written by David, but Solomon repeated them when he dedicated the finished temple. Just before fire fell from heaven to burn up the sacrifice, Solomon prayed these words. Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed, Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. In the last six verses, the Lord himself speaks. For the Lord hath chosen Zion. He hath desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy there will I make the horn of David to bud. I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies will I clothe with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Zion is God's rest forever. And according to Paul in Hebrews 12, we are part of that Zion, that heavenly Jerusalem. He has abundantly blessed our provision and satisfied us with bread, not just physical, but that spiritual meat and drink. Verse 16 is the answer to the prayer in verse 9. The priests in this room are clothed with salvation, and the saints shout aloud for joy. Perhaps the best commentary for verses 17 and 18 was given by a man under inspiration in Luke chapter 1 who was right on the cusp of their fulfillment. The priest Zacharias had nine months of silence to think about what the angel had told him. Along with everything else he knew about the Old Testament, being a priest of it. And at the birth of his son, John the Baptist, he said, "'Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people.'" And hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. The anointed mentioned twice, the horn of David, the kingly descendant of David from verse 11, the lamp of verse 17 is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is now in heaven and his crown is flourishing. Philippians 2, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I would like to point out one detail in the timeline of this psalm that I have probably overlooked in the past. When David became king, He built a new tabernacle in Jerusalem and moved the ark into it. At that time, he offered burnt offerings and peace offerings, had an assembly of 862 priests and Levites, using the numbers given in 1 Chronicles 15, and had music led by Asaph, Heman, and Ethan, names that show up in the Psalms a lot, and fed the whole nation. I would have thought that showed sufficient zeal and love of the Lord. He had already showed far more than his predecessor. Yes. But David was not satisfied with those large, expensive efforts. The very next chapter is the chapter where David can't sleep at night because the brand new tabernacle and that ceremony was not good enough. Amen. Amen. There is no doubt that for the last 40 years as a group, we have been much closer to the attitude of David than of Saul, no doubt. But let's not rest and be content with that past zeal or with watching the zeal of others, my pitfall. Let us rather always look for those areas where we can and should improve for his glory. Amen.